Welcome to Tina, a podcast that digs deeper into the thoughts of teenagers' minds about the wonders of the world. If you're new here, I am your host, Isabella. And I'm Glenn. If you're not, welcome back. Here's a quick disclaimer. If we made any mistakes, please email us and tell us. Thank you. It is common to think that successful people may be able to live a happy and wealthy life like Bill Gates, Ellen DeGeneres, or Kim Kardashian. But not all people have such beautiful stories. This week, we are going to be sharing a few successful people's stories. Alan Turing, Mary Jackson, Momofuku Ando, and my parents. Okay, so this first person, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's called Alan Turing. Have you heard of him? No. Okay, so he was born on June 23rd, 1912 and died on June 7th, 1954, living a lifespan of 40, about 41, 42 years. He is British, so he started off like people noticed him because he was very talented in math and science because like he was super smart. He was sent to private schools to study and he basically enjoyed like the process of solving new problems because you know he's smart and there's one thing that surprised me was that he understood the theory of relativity at the age of 15 and of course he went to Cambridge University before he was like supposed to go to college the age that he was supposed to go to college and he solved the I don't know how to say this word but it is a problem that was first brought up by this German mathematician called David Gilbert. This problem is talking about like decision, like I don't know how to explain it, but it's about computing or like statistics. This problem is very hard and no one has ever solved it before and he was able to solve it at the age of 22. So his contribution to his country was that he worked as a Briton code breaker he worked in the government and during world war ii he deciphered the enigma machine do you know what the enigma machine is no so the enigma machine is the machine that the germans used to put in codes to communicate with each other Uh it would include messages like which boat would be where and what boats are they going to attack so if British people are able to know what the Germans are saying. They're able to win the war. But this Enigma machine has up to, I think it was like 159 trillion code patterns or more than that. Anyways, it was impossible for people to do it, you know, by hand. So Alan Turing, he made his own machine. It took him quite a while and people didn't really understand him, like didn't understand what he was doing. Why was he building this machine that is taking forever to build? But he just kept on going. And of course, people thought of him as weird. Oh, and he wasn't able to communicate with people very well because he understands things too literally. So he has like social communicating issues a little bit. So people didn't understand him. Or, or what he was doing. So because he deciphered the Enigma machine, the war was able to end two years earlier and saved about 14 million lives that was going to die during the war. 
Wait, was he in our history class? I don't know. Maybe it's someone else. Anyways, that was his contribution, which was super huge. But there's a movie called The Imitation Game about his life and his contribution to World War II. Anyways, in his later life, people found out that he was gay and that was illegal during the time in England. So then he was offered either to take hormone therapy or go to prison for two years. So of course he took the hormone therapy. He died because of that? No, because like he had this record, you know, as, as like a like a criminal, I guess. Oh, and back then being gay was called gross indecency, which was, yeah, super weird. Anyways, he could not work as a code breaker anymore for the government because, of course, he has record. Um, so he did his own research. And before he died, he also like published a lot of papers that people didn't really understand at that time. And he uh, he died because he con- committed suicide. But there are some controversies about this. There are people saying that maybe someone killed him, murdered him. Or it was an accident because I think it was because he inhaled some type of powder that was poisonous that caused him to die. And it could have been people murdering him because he did have the like classified information for World War II because he worked for the government. And yeah, so after 55 years, Queen Elizabeth II gave him a royal pardon, which means that he is not a criminal anymore. People memorialized him and gave him his justice for what he did for their country. Mm-hmm. If you still haven't heard of Alan Turing after all that explanation, he later became known as the father of computers. And he is the very first person to create computers, which is the machine to decode Enigma machine. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. I actually thought of him because... I was I was watching the imitation game the other day and I thought that his contribution is so huge and all of our cell phones and computers come from him and we should really honor him. Yeah. Okay. So this next story is about Mary Jackson. Who's that? She is one uh the first colored woman to work in NASA. She lived from 1921 to 2005. Her early life was she started off as also very talented in math and science. She knew that she was smart and she was skipping grades and, you know, ending school earlier than others. She wanted to be like a mathematician researcher, but then she went on and became a math teacher at first and slowly worked her way up to NASA. Oh, is it like the hidden figure? Yes, she's one of the characters in Hidden Figures. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you guys could also go watch that movie about them, which was really interesting and touching for me, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways, uh, Jackson, she helped with a, an experiment in a high-speed wind tunnel uh, in NASA and, you know, trained her as an engineer. But, you know, at that time, there was still segregation going on. She had to, like, have her own bathroom and stuff. I mean, eventually, she became an aerospace engineer for about 20 years. A lot of the launchings worked because of her work. Mm -hmm. Like we see in the movie. Right. Because she had to uh, have a graduate degree, she had to work during the day and take night classes for physics and math. 
But like that school has never had colored women go there before. So she was the very first colored woman to study at that school as well. And of course, her contributions were huge and received great recognition for her work. Like people, presidents have awarded her and yeah, she got the recognition that she was supposed to get. Mm -hmm. Definitely. After the break, we're going to move on to Momofuku Ando. Welcome back. Now, we're going to talk about Momofuku Ando and his success stories. So, he is a Japanese Taiwanese born on March 5th, 1910 and died on January 5th, 2007. His family background was that they owned a textile company that was in Taiwan, I think in Jiayi. But his parents died and he started his own textile company. However, that went into bankruptcy. After the war, like his contribution started right after the World War II, um, after the atomic bombs. Even after a few years that the World War II have ended, those places that were dropped by those bombs were still in ruins. And, you know, a, a lot of people were still poor and they didn't have homes and didn't have enough food. They were fed by the government、uh, with bread, which was provided by the Americans. Of course, they didn't like that very much. And they wanted, you know, noodles and like ramen, which is one of their like favorite food.、Mm-hmm. So Momofuku Ando saw this situation. He saw that people were lining up for like a little shop that was selling ramen for very high prices. And those, those were for, you know, people who had a little bit more money. For those who were poor, they had to like eat grass and things that weren't really edible for people.、Um, so then he thought that everyone should be enjoying ramen. Everyone should be eating the food that they want to eat during this, you know, national、uh, little breakdown. You know,、so、they want to have something that symbolized their nation. And he, I quote him, he said, the world is peaceful. Only when the people have enough to eat. So then he started this company called Nissin. Oh, it's him? Yes, I know, right? Oh, okay. Then I know who that is. I know. Uh, uh, I didn't know that was his name at first as well, but looking at this company. I know the company. I know, I know.、Uh, <laughs> this company started as a salt company, but uh, uh, it failed. And One thing that he still remembered, like after 10 years, was that people were still starving, you know, lining up for really long lines during winter, you know, shivering and couldn't get actually enough food to eat for really high prices. So he thought that he wanted to make something. He wanted to make ramen that everyone could enjoy at low prices and tastes good. So he started to experiment with different things, like different ratios of. Flour, salt, like stuff like that. And in the end, he finally got instant noodles. So he started to sell them and it became like a nationwide famous food. And of course, it started、uh, to export to other countries as well. And now Nissin is a, fa- is a famous instant noodle company and which still exists now. Okay. So this last story, I just feel like I wanted to bring 
and my parents for success stories. I wouldn't say that they're super famous as these three people that I've mentioned in this episode, but I feel like they've, like the last episode, we talked about neurodefinitions, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Talking how success is doing their best and how as long as you achieve something that you think is great, then you're successful. So um, my parents, they started off like as the lower class of the society working in factories or that's that's my mom working in factories and my dad would be you know doing like plumbing jobs or fixing elevators with his dad which is my grandpa so then of course my uh my dad is an entrepreneur so he has his own company and i feel like he's super successful because i have other three siblings and mm-hmm. we're we're all able to attend college and that like high education that my parents were not able to get. And I think that my, my dad is able to support our family and, you know, have enough wealth for us to have higher education than others is something that is very like amazing. Right. Considering that they started off as people who didn't have anything. Yeah. So although they're not like the most successful people that people see on TVs or, you know, in history books and stuff i think that i would still consider them as successful so this brings us to a point thinking that actually those most the most successful people don't actually have to be famous people i read this article about successful people not being the most famous people so it's kind of saying that the lucky ones are the hidden figures because you know they they don't have to like suffer the burdens of the you know the public or you know, the anxiety of having a good status, like keeping no scandals or controversies and stuff like that. And those are like really the successful people that are able to live a good life and rather than those famous people. Right, of course. Like what we talked about in the previous episode, like how people define success differently and how some people think they're successful, but they don't think that the society thinks they're successful. Mm-hmm. It really kind of comes down to whether you think you're successful or not, in a way. Because a lot of people that are really smart, really talented, they're not famous. Mm -hmm. Because it's really hard to be famous. It's really hard to kind of like, I'd say stand out, even though you are super talented. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you know, there are just so many people in the world. And it's not necessarily easy to make people see you and sometimes it needs a little luck right i just think that there are a lot of unsung heroes you know Mm -hmm. like like aaron turing he literally invented the thing that we use the most today so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i guess what you said is like pretty true like successful people doesn't need to be famous thank you for listening to this episode We will upload a new episode every Thursday. Remember to like, follow, and share our podcasts with your friends and family. You could also share your idea and thoughts with us on our Instagram at teenup.podcast. You could also find us on YouTube, and we will be thrilled if you could subscribe and leave us a comment. Thank Thank you and bye. bye!